Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Online Program, which teaches you how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Jen Koken. She's an executive coach, international speaker, and founder of Embrace the Ridiculousness of Life, as well as the author of When I Die, Take My Panties. Jen, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Christopher. That's like one of the most amazing titles in the world. <laughs> the book or the company? <laughs> both, both, both. Let's start with the, the book first because probably related more to women. So what is that book about? When I Die, Take My Panties. Yeah. So my mother passed away from ovarian cancer in 2011 after being misdiagnosed for a year before she was eventually diagnosed. And she lived over five years, which was statistically impossible. So as like a month before she died, she was going through her stuff. You know, I want you to take this and this piece of jewelry. And then she opens up this drawer, Christopher, and says, and there were a bunch of hanky pankies. Okay. And she goes, these are $20 a pair. Goodwill won't take them. You shouldn't throw them away. Take my panties. So I did. What are you going to say? She's a dying woman. I will take them. <laughs> so the point of the book is, is both to educate women about the signs and symptoms of ovarian cancer, which is the deadliest of all the female types of cancer, but also to teach people that you can have some of the darkest circumstances and you can find the good in them. And I'll say one other thing, which is I was just diagnosed with breast cancer two months ago and I just went public about it today. So you're the first podcast wow. that I'm on about it. And I'm cool with it and not because I, I know that you can have a lot of really, really terrible, terrible circumstances, but it's always about how we show up in the face of them, of all those yeah. failures and breakdowns, right? That's what well, makes us who we are. And, and first of all, Jen, I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I, and I thank you and I commend you for having the courage because again, un unfortunately, a lot of people do go through that. I have a cousin's um, wife had a breast cancer and my sister-in-law had breast cancer. But with you to literally share that, first, I applaud you for your courage. And, and tell us what, what you hope to, to do with your book and your, your business in terms of helping women, because you've been coaching for quite some time. Why women and, and what's the main topic you share with women to help them live a more ridiculousness, nice, ridiculousness of a life? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, why women? Because I found myself five years ago, you know, when I was about, I don't know, six or seven, me and my bestie, uh, what are you? kindergarten or something, had a crush on the same boy. And so we really wanted him to kiss us and we chased him around the playground <laughs> and he kissed her. I mean, he kissed Michelle and he looked at me and went, ew. And it was like in that moment, I was crushed, of course. And my, my best friend was this petite little blonde haired, blue eyed girl. And I'm five foot 10. I wasn't five foot 10 at the age of six, but I was always tall, dark hair, dark eyes. And I thought, well, I'm never going to be petite and cute like she is, I'll just be the funny sidekick. So my entire career up till five years ago was about pushing other people to the top until I realized this and I went, wait a minute, I've got a lot to say. I'm gonna push myself to the top. And so many women get to the top and wonder how they got there or can they make it to the top or wanna get to that C-suite. And I say, absolutely, which is also why I wanna share about my breast cancer because my life is going to contribute to you so that you see I have the audacity to live true to who I am, no matter what, then that's going to be an example for you. And as a coach, I always go through the eye of the needle first before I would ever ask my clients to do so. I'm really committed. 
Rockefeller Foundation has a, I think it's an 100, 100 by 2025 campaign, 100 female CEOs by 2025. I want to be a part of that and get women to the C-suite and leading their own companies. That's very inspiring vision, Jen. So what do you think unique to women that they have issues with? I mean, every man or woman has issues in terms of being a leader, perhaps, right? But for you, what have you found that is particularly pressing for women that want to be successful? Two words, imposter syndrome. Most people think about it as someone who questions or doubts themselves. But in fact, if you're somebody who has to feel like you have 75 degree, you know, 75 different degrees, you know, you're a physicist or you're an astronaut and you're a whatever else, fill in the blank, and you still don't feel like you're an expert, this is you. This is you to a T. If you're someone who is a micromanager and doesn't delegate, if you hate asking for help, if you were like I was growing up and everything came easy, when things are tough, you quit because you think things should always come easy. Those are all hallmarks of imposter syndrome, but unlike any other coach out there, including the other tools and tips you see, I don't give you tools and tips to manage it. What we do is identify and disrupt the neural pathway that you put together when you were a kiddo, and then we see what triggers it, and then we design new practices for you to experiment with to kick butt and take names no matter what. I love how concise you are, Jen. That must be an East Coast thing. <laughs> so let, let's talk about that because you just shared with us about your experience of being a five-year-old. And I was thinking, I didn't know that you kissed, like, I, again, I thought girls at age five was icky. It wasn't until I was like junior high school, my, my male friends and I was like, oh, look at that hot girl, right? But No, that's but, boys at age five, Christopher, not girls. <laughs> Boy, yeah. So girls already think guys are cute at age five? Yes. He, he wow. was the, Keith Burpee was the cutest boy in the playground and we wanted to kiss him. So we wow. chased him around the playground. Interesting. Like I said, all my five-year-old <laughs> guy friends was like, get out of my face, girl. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so, but let's talk about that because in a more serious note, you know, I've had moments when I was a kid, frankly, when I was six years old, my teacher said, Christopher, shut up. And the not talk. Don't don't talk. You're going to be punished. And so that left me with a with a deep scar that now I refuse to have people to tell me to shut up because this is what you're living, right? So for you, walk us through a client that that you feel you have to unpack some of these challenges that she had and what you're able to help her with, or the questions you asked to really help her not feel like an imposter and help her feel powerful and be ridiculous like you. Yeah. So um, and thank you for acknowledging my ridiculousness. I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, so I had a client who had worked her way up through an organization, was the COO and was hating life, thinking she wanted to leave. And what we were able to discern is when she was nine years old, she came home from school with a C. She had gotten straight A's, she had a C. And her dad said, like, what's going on with the C? It was military, very, very militant in a way, very, you know, commanding. And she's like, what's wrong, dad? It's a C, it's average. And he said, give me 1,500 words about average. Now, just like you with your teacher telling you that, this is a very innocuous moment that happens in a kid's life, right? But she was embarrassed in that moment. This is what we discerned. And I have a process I take people with. So she realized, oh, I was embarrassed. And what she decided in that moment, she's never wants to be embarrassed again. And so she became perfect. Straight A's after that, her perfectionism can also be her superpower. That's what wrote, had her rise through the ranks over the years. But as she got to a higher and higher level and began managing and managing more people, have you ever had a boss who was a perfectionist? It sucks. 
You can never please them. Nothing you do is ever right. And that's why her relationships weren't working. So once we were able to identify that, I said, you know, you have a nine-year-old running the life of a 50-year-old woman. Are you done? She's like, yeah, I think I'm going to be done. I'm like, great. So let's stop throwing the temper tantrum. And now let's look at what triggers it. And what we identified it was when men would say certain things or she was in a group with men who she felt were um, higher, higher, quote unquote, higher ranked than her. It didn't happen in her conversations with women because it was her dad that she was dealing with in that moment. So we were able to identify that neural pathway. And that's the point, you know, the brain's job is to keep the thing that's a brain of alive. So it's always determining threat. So that moment your teacher said to you, shut up. There's probably something you did to compensate because your brain, you know, your brain doesn't felt threatened and doesn't want you to be embarrassed. Same with her. So once we were able to identify it, what triggered it, what we brought into a, a new practice for her was being curious. And so she began to experiment with being curious. Somebody would say something that would trigger her to want to hold things tight and be a perfectionist. And she would say, well, I'm curious. I thought I heard you say you want me to walk your donkey down the street. Is what you really meant you want the report to you by 4 p.m.? Yes, I want the report to me by 4 p.m. So just really bringing that curiosity because mostly the human brain is 50 to 60,000 thoughts a day, 80 to 85% are negative. The rest are positive, but all of that is all reaction, stimulus and response. So until we can be present and you can be present when you identify those triggers and notice, oh, I just had the thought you are undermining me. Oh, I just noticed I felt like a punch to the stomach, like I'm embarrassed. Oh, that's all trigger. Now I'm present. Okay. Above the line is all open space, curiosity, or just really open space. What do I want to invent? And one of the ways that she invented as she wanted to show up as a leader was being curious about things. So then we designed different ways she could say it and apply it and practice and experiments, experiment with her over the six months that we worked together and until by the end she was just going gangbusters and then the CEO wound up leaving and she was a contender for the potential acting CEO role and then really chose powerfully she didn't want that role. Powerful Jen. The last question I have for you is paint a picture or activity or experience that really captures that word ridiculous? Well, it's like when the weather got cold, Christopher, and I went to put on my jeans and went to button them and realized I had gained what I call the COVID-19, the 19, literally have gained like 15 pounds and didn't realize it. Because over the summer, I was wearing shorts and joggers, I was out jogging and that kind of thing, but somewhere in there, my pants are tied and it's ridiculous that after going through the whole winter, not having a gym, exercising more than I ever have, walking and the whole thing that my pants are still tight. It's super ridiculous. So I'll do the whole 30 in like 10 days I start and that'll be the way to get back on track. Jen, <laughs> thank you so much for both making me laugh be inspired and, and educating me about what you do for a living. How can our guests connect with you and live this ridiculous life that you will lead them toward? Oh, thank you. So um, very easy. My website is jencoken.com, J-E-N-C-O-K-E-N.com. They can actually take a quiz to find out what, what type of imposter syndrome they have by going to jencokenquiz.com. Or if they want to email me, it's jen at jencoken.com. Jen, thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Gifters Podcast. 
If you want to learn how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com to learn more.